welcome you back to Disruptive Dialogues on the Future of Religion. I'm Troy Shepard, a business entrepreneur, an app developer, and researcher on cultural trends related to religion and community. And I'm Heidi Campbell, your co-host, professor of communication at Texas A&M University, where I study the intersection of religion, media, and digital technology. The podcast, Disruptive Dialogues on the Future of Religion, aims to provide tools for conversation about how religion is being affected by society in the 21st century. Uh, this week, we're going to take a, a little bit different approach. We're going to ask a single question. So what are some practical things that the church can do right now to help those who are in need? Uh, so this is what we're going to tackle for this episode. So we know that it's still a very challenging time with a pandemic on, um, need for social distancing and masking, but we still feel that there's ways that we can be creative um, in how we serve others and how the church can be creative in this time. And we're going to share some ideas from, from the, some brainstorming we've done and also some from examples from experiences that we've had lately and things that we've tried to reach out to our community in creative ways during this season. Yeah, so I'll, I'll just start us off here. So one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot, uh, I'll just frame this as a question to start off with. When you're thinking about the church, the question would be how often is the church community members, those who attend a church, going to, and I'll just kind of make some stuff here, uh, going to places like, say, a laundromat or maybe a car wash. Uh, this could be a Starbucks drive through something like that, and offering to pay for something for somebody else, maybe one load of laundry or one self-serve car wash, maybe, you know, at $2 or something like that. So think think about uh, the, the phrase, pay it forward, but with intentionality. So what do we mean by that? When you, when you think of the church being on mission, uh, one of the practical ways of being in the community is being where the community is at. And often we if we're in a middle class or upper middle class, we tend to hang out or be in those areas. And for the church, the primary mission of the church is really to uh, provide hope and encouragement to those that really are in need. And that, now that could be need financially. It could be need from their soul, from their heart, from their circumstance. Uh, so as a church, if we think about how can we practically do something right now to impact our community, those around us? There are small things, just being half creative. You can show up with a roll of quarters at a laundromat and see those who really are struggling without looking too hard and offer them, offer to pay for their loads of laundry. And, and, and I know that would go a long ways to being the hands and feet uh, of Jesus. So that's, that's one little small creative thing that, that could be done. But again, when, when we think of paying it forward, it's like I will do something for somebody else, but I don't really want to like have a conversation. The whole point here is really to not just be creative and think about how to impact our community. But then the whole idea is let's get in a conversation. If somebody doesn't want to talk, no big deal. But if they're wondering why I would do such a thing, why would I pay for their laundry? Why would I pay for their car wash or their Starbucks? Um, we can tell them the hope that we have and just start that conversation. And we'd be surprised probably at where that conversation would go. So that's that's one idea. What about you, Heidi? Well, oh, 
The first idea I'd like to share is just the idea of how can we make our Sunday spaces in our homes a, a sacred space? And, you know, this has become a real challenge for people because, you know, for many people, the new normal is, you know, logging on to the Internet um, to watch their, their church. And, you know, so we've gotten to some nice routines about, you know, feeling comfortable in, you know, on our couches and um, whatnot. But I know people are struggling because with the holiday season, you know, the idea that, you know, going to that uh, Christmas Eve service or candlelight service, and, and being missing that this year is, is really kind of challenging. I want to challenge people to be creative. How could you turn your own home into that sacred space during this holiday season? And especially how could churches help people with that? Mm -hmm. um, there's been a lot of creativity over the pandemic, especially people who are, do a religious education, Sunday school, um, Christian formation, and thinking of ways that they could get kids involved. So like creating little kind of like a little packs of like crafts and reflections, the same things that we have in Sunday school, but um, send them around to the kids' families so they could do them together with the family. And I know, especially with this Advent season, churches have been thinking about, like, how can we get together an Advent pack that maybe would have, like, a couple candles and some, like, family devotions that they could do together in activity. Well, the same thing could be done at, at Christmas, but we don't have to kind of just depend on the, you know, head of Christian education in our church or the Sunday school teachers. We can um, be those people that kind of come up with ideas and then share them with our home group, our church, you know, whether it's like and maybe like taking pictures like hey we put a candle and put our advent re right next to the television you know on the coffee table so that we could kind of create a more of a sacred space during um, Sunday worship or we've kind of thought about activities of how we could maybe like uh, have friends log in and they're from home but we're connected via um, you know maybe the phone or something like that and so we could share and have a conversation about the service but I think kind of using the technology we have in creative ways and thinking about maybe how could you just do something so that you kind of recreate a holy and sacred space in your own living room that would kind of kind of make it special for the holidays would be a, a great thing churches could help with. Mm -hmm. Another thing that churches, one of their biggest assets usually is the fact that they have a facility. Not every church has a designated space, a designated building, uh, but most do. And so when you think about this church and this, this space, what can we do with that space Monday through Saturday? Because for the most part, you know, unless you have a school on campus, um, most of the facility might be used. But the sanctuary, more times than often, that is just completely empty Monday through, through Saturday. So thinking through what are some creative ways that we can utilize that space for those in the community that are in need. And one idea, this is just one, uh, you can use that space to allow those who are on the streets, who maybe need a place to get out of the heat during the summer, maybe out of the cold during the winter, give them space during the day, plant some people in that space that are there to pray for people. Pull your prayer warriors in from your, from your membership and allow them the opportunity to show what being a servant is. As you do that, as a church, as you uh, creatively think of these things that you can utilize that space for, use them in ways that would show the community, this is how we're serving. This is what serving looks like. And in turn, the people who come into that space, you'll be training them. They'll be learning how to serve others themselves. It's like a pay it forward, you know, be kind so that the next person has the opportunity of seeing what kindness feels like, and they in turn want to do the same thing. As members of a faith that calls on us to, 
to really think hard about not just loving God, but loving the other, when we serve them, that is the biggest act of kindness they will probably ever receive. And in turn, they usually want to reciprocate. Maybe not right back to you, maybe to somebody else. And that's the whole point of this, this space that, the, that churches have could be utilized in such enormous ways to serve the community. So another thing, like when it comes to the holiday season, you know, we're often good, really good at like doing um, initiatives to help people outside the church, you know, that need resources, food, and we're really good at kind of like keeping tra track of our own members and what their needs are. But how are we building relationships with other people in the body of Christ, especially across churches? That's something we often kind of forget about. And, you know, we, we live in, in communities and times where some churches are really doing well. They have lots of resources, and you can just even see when you drive by the building. They've got big buildings, and they're flashy. But, you know, we live in a very diverse community, and so just down the, the road from, from us is about four or five different churches that we can walk to in about 10-minute thing. And some of them have lots of money, and some of them are just a, a building, and you can tell just by the kind of the, the shape of the building and the state of the building, that there's probably some people there that are struggling. Mm -hmm. So why not a church thinking about adopting another church for the holidays? Mm -hmm. And one way you could do this is, you know, it's very common oftentimes, like if someone's having a baby or someone in the ha family is sick, your churches get together and they get the casserole rota up and, you know, how, how can we kind of get food for the people? Well, maybe you could get volunteers even during the season to say, how many people will be willing to make a casserole or a meal? that they'd be willing to deliver to someone and then say okay and then so maybe your church gets they come up with 20 me meals that they could bless people with and then contacting a church um in the area that maybe is struggling or has members of struggling how could we could we we have 20 meals we like to bless people over the month of december or you know this coming month who who could we do that for um how could we help and bless your church that would be a great kind of a way to build a relationship with the church and then don't just stop with that with acts like that but think about how could you maybe adopt another church whether it's an inner city church maybe a church that's you know in the more rural area they don't have access to resources or one that's kind of financially where many of the people are struggling how could you could adopt part of the body of Christ and bless them and then empower them to be a blessing to others because of that. So think about considering adopting another church for the holidays and or maybe the coming year. Mm -hmm. and, and along the lines of the holidays, uh, for many who, especially during COVID, but even in years past, the holidays can really separate people or isolate people. Uh, you might get together with family but when you're together with family, sometimes the family dynamics are really tough mm -hmm. and really challenging. And this year in particular, many, many, many families will not be gathering as they have done in the past. And on top of that, for those who don't have family or who otherwise are just ha have a challenging circumstance, loneliness is really high. It's really rampant this time of year. People just realize how so many people are celebrating and maybe they don't have the opportunity to or maybe something has happened in their life that causes them to really be hard on themselves or just just flat lonely they just don't have a support system in place so as the church what can we do this holiday season to really help or think creatively about how to reach out to them one thing Heidi and I have done this wasn't necessarily for the holidays but we came up with this idea of, you know, how can we be the hands and feet of Jesus in our community when people are hurting so bad, they're lonely, they're isolated, 
they're they're struggling. People may who may have had a job their whole entire life now all of a sudden they don't have a job. What can we do practically? And we came up with an idea. We we call it the listening rooms. We we ran into it somebody that we knew in in downtown, just just close to our house here who had a space that was closed because of COVID, and it was a great space to allow people to come in and help them, give them one-on-one care, actually give them a, a space to just talk, and we would just listen to them. And then also be able to offer them hope and encouragement, and really think creatively about what can we do for the community to, to just help them, to to do something that maybe we've never seen before, but you know, start asking the questions. And, and we did for this individual downtown. And as soon as we asked the question, they were very open, which surprised us both. Mm-hmm. They were open and said, you know, let's let's do this thing. And we only do it a couple times a week. But in those couple times a week, anybody in the community has a chance to come and just say what's on their heart or find help or just be offered hope or encouragement. And these are small little things that the church can do or even give their members ideas about. The church may not be able to facilitate all of these things as an organization, but they can certainly come up with a ton of ideas. Mm-hmm. So for the listening room, uh, if, if, if anybody who's listening is interested, we have a Facebook page. It's just facebook.com forward slash experience being heard, all one word. Uh, so if you're interested in that, or if maybe that gives you some other ideas, you can kind of get some information there and use that to kind of help spur on those creative juices. Yeah. And that's, I think, is a great example because you know, oftentimes we think of the holidays, okay, how, what can we physically give? You know, food, clothing, donations. But sometimes the most powerful thing we can give is, is, is ourselves, yeah. is our time, mm-hmm. our listening, and our encouragement. I think especially is important. Yeah. And so that kind of leads me on to the, um, um, my third and our, our last kind of idea is that the idea, how can we empower people not just to give things, um, but empower them to be able to be givers of things. Oftentimes, you know, like, and it's easy to get donations and then give, give them to people, but people, even people who are in need, they want to be able to kind of gift the, the people they care about. And kind of idea got conspired because we have a, a small blessing box, which is a micro food pantry outside our home. It's a, you know, an old Old mailbox that's been reconditioned with shelves to keep canned goods and toiletries that people can come and get whenever they need them. And it's become known in the community and people come stop by and pick stuff up. In fact, while we're having this kind of recording this podcast, people stop by and pick some things up from right in front of our, our house. But we had an encounter with one of, the, of our regulars from the Blessing Box. We found out his name was Jonathan. And he wanted to let us know, he knocked on the door a couple weeks ago, and he wanted to let us know that we'll probably see him around a little bit more because he's been coming multiple times a day to pick up stuff. But it's not just for him. You know, He told us his story, and he's really struggling. He lost his job because of COVID. You know, He has a wife and a daughter, and he's struggling to make ends meet. And so he comes to get things for them that they can use. But he knows people that can't get to the Blessing Box um, um, that maybe need a little bit extra food or toiletries. And so he's been taking things and actually taking them to other parts of town to people who don't have a car to get to um, where the blessing box is or um, just are a little bit far- farther away. And he just wanted to let us know that, you know, I'm doing this. And, and he was just so encouraged because, and we said, that's fine. That's great if you're giving them away to thank people. And it just for him gave him just such a sense of confidence and hope because like, hey, I don't have a lot right now. Um, I actually need these resources, but I can also use it to bless other people. Mm-hmm. So our last idea is how can we empower people to give 
gifts to others? How can we, you know, whether it's kind of, you know, giving resources, kind of getting someone here that's kind of like our representative and taking the blessing box to other parts of the, the neighborhood and community. But one idea is that one of the initiative that I started about a year ago is called the Create Kindness Initiative. And that's been kind of at the heart of that. It's like encouraging people to do creative acts of kindness that go above and beyond what they would normally do. And so, you know, I've had a booths at conferences and even um, even during COVID, we had a, an outdoor booth and we were all bundled up and had our face mask mm-hmm. on. But uh, we just give it, basically give away information and encouraging people to write encouragement cards that we had at the table. But also I had a whole stack of different gifts and they were just little things like mugs of candy and whatnot. But when people would come and start to share a story, we would give these away. But the idea is like, this is not for you. This is for you to give to someone. Um, one person told us the story about how their, their friend who has cancer and who's really struggling. So we gave her one of these gifts and said, go give this to your friend, write an encouragement card and just and just bless that person. Another person talked about a neighbor who was, go, was going through a hard time. Um, and so how could you give gifts that would allow people to give those gifts? And it may not be your church getting the credit or you getting the credit, but how could you inspire other people and maybe impact two people's lives instead of just one? I think the point here is just how, how can the church be the hands and feet of Jesus? How can we really show uh, the community? How can we show those who are maybe less fortunate than us or even those who are just suffering right now? Uh, whether it be loneliness or something like that, it could be COVID related, or it could just be the circumstances of life. Things happen and, and people just need other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just need other people to come around them and say, you know what, it's going to be okay. Or here's an encouraging word. Or here's just something I can do for you. And you don't even get a recognition of that, which is that's totally okay. You know, yeah. that's not the point of giving. So, <laughs> you know, hopefully this can be an encouragement for those that are listening today. We, we, we just want to say that there's, there's so many other creative things that, that we have not listed. Uh, we, we could take hours here, you know, listing all these, all these creative things. But we would challenge you, if you're listening today, just to be creative about what you can do to help those. These are just some practical things that you can do right now. And we challenge you, we would challenge you to do them, not tomorrow, not next week, but sometime before the holiday, if you're listening to this before the holidays. So we want to thank you for joining us today. We really encourage you to kind of start now. We really can start now. If you want some ideas about what you can do, um, we have a website. It's called the Create Kindness Initiative. The web address is createkindness, it's all one word, dot mystrikingly.com. Um, and here we, have, we tell a little bit about the story, some of the values behind the initiative, and just some examples of the work that we've done and the ideas that we've come up with of how you can bless your community. And so um, we encourage you to kind of check that out and just be creative. This is a time where people are really hurting. We've kind of found, especially with our blessing box, more people come to take the cards these days than even the food. So that just shows you how much people need hope and light and encouragement. And so it doesn't have to be just the pastoral staff or the Sunday school leaders. Anyone as part of the church can create create kindness and do these ideas and um, inspire the world with God's love. Well, we want to thank you for joining us today on another episode of Disrupted Dialogues. On the future of religion, take care. We hope to see you soon.